As you all know, season three, it's a time for changes. Jim started dating Karen. Dexter confided in a local bureaucrat. Jack Bauer finally met Chloe. Did he write this down? <laughs> it looks like he's reading a, I feel he's like reading this new show intro that we have. I'm reading sounds my new like show. A, sounds like a I'm, I'm not the normal intro guy. This and Roll and Move delves into LARPing. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Roll and Move, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to season three, boys. How, how are y'all feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. I, I feel like that I'm a little farther away from the microphone than usual on this very special episode that we have here, this uh, season three finale. But I think I'm going to get well, used finale to it. finale in the yeah. first episode. <laughs> season three <laughs> finale. finale. The show's we're going done, down real quick, folks. Uh, we're one and done this time. <laughs> we're like uh, Sherlock. There's the one episode. We should actually season. start next episode of season four. It'd be really, really <laughs> funny. Uh, and, and we could quickly become the high, the longest running podcast series of all time. Been on we for ten seasons. One episode <laughs> Got it all figured out. Whoa, there's a new voice in there. Hey, well, let's do some introductions. Uh, our situation here real quick. Yeah, as, uh, well, first, let's do some introductions. Uh, yeah. I am the not the normal driver of the episode, but today I will be the GM as we delve into the aforementioned LARPing. I'm Garrett Lively, and with me, as always... Is, hello, I am Thomas Sugarberg, one of the creators of Rough Draft Games, and your second co-host this time, and with us here, as always, is... Uh, Jeff Lee, I run a small Airbnb service here in Northern <laughs> California where I happen to host uh, other podcast hosts from board games. And lastly is our special guest today. Hello, I'm your third co-host today. I'm staying at the worst Airbnb I've ever been at, <laughs> and I'm happy to be here. He's got a weird microwave. That's going to dock me some of my, you know, that rating. It's a, it's a drawer. It's, it's a, a drawer. drawer that heats up. I don't understand it. Called the hot drawer? Yeah. So, so boys, you guys are having you guys are having fun in San Fran. I'm stuck back here in Austin, Texas. But um, you know, as I said, we're we're doing a little bit of role playing today. I found a true gem in the in the role playing community. So this book was allegedly found in a garage sale by two gentlemen by the name of Sam Gorski and D.F. Lovett. Okay, uh, and they said they found this in a garage sale. They found six volumes of this. I th- I think it was originally a 14 volume role playing role playing series that was called Games You Can Play in Your Head by Yourself. <laughs> oh God, buddy, I do that every day. I don't know. How <laughs> <I> do. <laughs> so uh, uh, allegedly, and I'm I can read from the forward here, but I, I just want to give a brief overview because we are going to do a roll and move first and play the game on the episode here. So I'm this a little is nervous move. about that, man. It's got me. I'm. Uh, you? you know, yeah. Nervous? Edge, about a little me? improv? No uh, a little way. improv? I just thought... No way. Well, as you can see, I, I wrote down some of my talking points here. You guys keep seeing me glance down, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, we'll see how this goes, but... The, well, uh, how many times he nervously digs his index finger into his collar as he's reading? <laughs> how many How many handkerchief dabs to the forehead? Let out some steam. Well, as I said, the, uh, the two men, Gorski and Lovett, uh, compiled the... 10 best games they they came across. Uh, And uh, and again, the original creator, his name was J. Theophrastus Bartholomew. So we're playing Mr. Bartholomew's game here. Uh, So last night, basically, I I sent the list of the 10 games over to Jeff and Thomas, and I had them pick one. No context. Jeff. (laughs) Yeah, no context whatsoever. The only, this is completely blind for these guys. Uh, basically all I've sent them so far is the list of games that were listed in the book with no rules, um, no overhead. And I sent a small picture of a gentleman on a horse, uh, wearing his night outfit. And, but I didn't tell them the name of the book or that we are even role-playing today. So surprise to, (laughs) surprise to you and the listener. Yes. Uh, and Jeff, I, I believe picked the most boring possible game that he could pick so there was adventures there was space there was dungeons there was the visitor there was murder night and another life but jeff said no 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 i see that one i want to play chess it's the game of kings (laughs) i looked at this and i thought this is the only thing that's kind of an actual game or it is an actual game so i don't don't understand 
how chess is on this list, and it just stuck out to me, so I chose it. And it's plus, a great I'd game. I'd like to say that Jeff left off trucks as well. He, he did. He did. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Trucks was also one of the choices, and that was, and that was a, a great game where you can have different families, but maybe we can play that another time. I don't know. Um, there's, there's one on there called Your Job. <laughs> we played that. We played that a couple episodes ago. Really? Yeah, I think I played that on like Friday, maybe Thursday too. I, I don't know. High replay. I always lose. That all week. I always lose at that, sh- at that game. So. I always lose. They tell me oh, to go man. home early. I'm not even able to finish. <laughs> Just get on out of so. here. So. So first, let me read a little introduction and basically the spirit of this game and how it should be played. So this is a little excerpt. Do you remember your first daydream? Of course you don't. No one does. To daydream is to be human, to be alive, the most natural state of existence. Debatable. It is to live a separate life, to walk through other worlds, to become someone else. But in this busy, frightening, terrible world, this time and place we call America in the 1990s, you may forget not only how to daydream, Today. but that to daydream is even an option. <laughs> so is this guy, like, when he saw things go into, like, 2000s, then finally, you know, <laughs> late, late 2010s, he's killed himself by now, hasn't he? Uh, we, there's no trace of him whatsoever anywhere on the internet. I, I've tried to do my research. Um, I tried to find, I tried to find a digital copy of this, but no, I had to go to a physical bookstore and find this and many physical bookstores, special order it and got my copy of it. I've been itching to get this on the podcast for a while. This was not half price books. This was not half price books. Oh, wow. It's a very, uh. It's a change yeah. of form for Garrett. I'm sorry, boys. I'm sorry, boys, at the HPB corporate level, but uh, yeah, I had to, you didn't have what I needed, and that's okay. This is a this is a hard to find book, but all right. So so basically, here's some tips on how to play. So first, you need to find a solitary place where no one will bother you. Um, it doesn't need to be a warehouse <laughs> or a monastery, but uh, perhaps a couch where in a dark room. <laughs> uh, uh, get rid of all that you nasty. Mind, all right, hold on, light. hold on. Just for the listeners at the at home here, Daniel, you mind rolling over to that light switch and turn that down? <laughs> and then I'm gonna just, get these. Uh, I'm gonna get these blinds. Here, here we go. Just, you can't see this at home, but we are totally we're transforming this into a dungeon slash cave. Perfect. Much darker here. Ooh. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's it's morning there in the old West Coast. It's uh it's about to be the noon time here in Central Time Zone. But any time of day works. You might imagine yourself that you can only play games alone in your head if it's recess or after school or before bedtime. However, these rules are needless and frivolous. How Once wait, you go from he's using novice, words like frivolous and he's talking about like, oh, you do it before <laughs> your bedtime and while while on the playground. Who's he talking to? He's talking to the people that need a game to play with themselves. That reminds me, just a quick aside. So, you know, obviously Daniel and Thomas are here visiting me in San Francisco. We got to check out the Alcatraz uh, State Penitentiary <laughs> yesterday, and and, and one of the one of the one of the games that they would play was um, what was it Auto it was, uh, what's it that game bridge. called Auto Bridge Yeah, and it's basically a way to play yourself in bridge, and people yeah. got obsessed with it. And, the, and I yeah. told them, I said, you know who would love this is Garrett. If Garrett was <laughs> yeah, would. if Garrett was here, he would try to figure. They said they said people wouldn't eat; they would just stay out there. Skip their the meals rules. and learn the rules and just sit out there and play Auto Bridge for hours on end. So this is exactly, it sounds very similar to what we were talking about yesterday. So I have mastered The Apprentice. So if you've ever guys tried to <laughs> play the digital Apprentice, you're, you're done. Not if I'm the But Trump. again, back into to the win. Uh, once you go from novice to master, you can begin to play games in your head by yourself in the middle of class while your teacher scratches at the chalkboard and your fellow students blather inanely. The sky is not the limit. The limit does not exist. <laughs> oh my god. It's an inspirational quote for you. The, the the who is the most beautiful of all the answers. If you're reading this right now, then you have all the who you could ever need. You. Me. <laughs> Me? And then the why. The question indeed should be why not. Do you think you can swim through this life without these games? Without the wisdom compiled for you in the book you hold right now? You might think to yourself, but what about all my friends? To which I retort, of course, and without hesitation, who needs them? Do you imagine that your <laughs> friends will be there for you when the sun extinguishes itself and this world ceases to exist oh my God. as it is wont to do? Why is he talking about the imminent heat death of the universe? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> hey, 
you're going to be dead soon anyway, so why don't you just sit down on a couch and just think about it? a few shit. thousand millennia after you've actually died, when someone else actually dies, can you imagine if you're him dying? <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're him dying and you're not... <laughs> you don't have any friends. You, why don't you just think about nothing? Man. Well, don't kid yourself, kid. You're flying solo in these games just like you've always been and always will be. <laughs> you can go over to your friend's house and huddle around a television or squeeze onto a couch or sweat over a board game. Or you can close your eyes and win the Alamo for the good guys. Dude, so. this guy's the man. Dude, I like <laughs> I'm pretty it. sure that's not a real book. It's just a post on cringe on Reddit. <laughs> it sounds like a sounds like a Reddit post. This guy sounds like a oh, true who doesn't need anybody. He sounds like a respected loner in high school. How many he, he was. Do you think he has? This, there's no limit. There is no Damn. limit. There's no limit exist. to the yeah. The limit can't, does not exist. Can't imagine the, the limit. Like I said, 10 of these games that you can sit on the couch, play by yourself, just close your eyes, and imagine. So we're going to play one today, as I said, chess. And so I've got a little setup. So, uh, you know, kind of as I mentioned, these are meant to be played entirely by yourself. We're breaking that rule a little bit to bring this to you, the listener. And uh, I thought I would, it would be fun if I would be the GM. So I've kind of written a little script here based on the chess game that Jeff chose and uh, since Thomas is a voice actor, I've sent him the script, and he's got a couple of lines that he's going to be co-GMing with me, I guess. And uh, he's he's going to be a couple of different characters throughout. And then Daniel will be the person who should, you know, in normal circumstances, have this book in front of him, be reading it. He's going to be making the decisions. He's going to lead us on our journey. And uh, Jeff, you just sit over there in the corner and and listen in. All right. So again, we're 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 playing chess, the game of the kings. All right. So we're going to set the scene. Uh, so again, Daniel, you're, you're pretty much in charge here. I, I have a few rigid rules that right. are, are demanded, but other than that, the, uh, the podcast is your playground. So, so have fun, young chess master. All right. So let's, uh, let's set the scene. It's a muggy, rainy evening in the summer. Okay. <laughs> it's not a fact. It's All right. What city are you in, Daniel? We are in, um... Let's let's go with uh, St. Pete, Florida. St. Pete, old St. Pete, Florida. All right, it that makes sense. Like muggy, muggy and rainy. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, and you're at your abode. And what is that? Is that like an apartment, a house? It's a, a bungalow. Box under the freeway. A bungalow. Okay. We got a, we got a bungalow. <laughs> bungalow in St. Pete. Little beach Love bung, it. baby. <laughs> so so look around your bungalow. Uh, what kind of technology do you, do you see? What what year is it? Where where are we? Are we in the uh, uh, we in the present day nineties? I'm seeing some shag carpet. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh yeah. I, but I think it's because I didn't want to pay to redo the carpet. Okay. So we're in like so 19, it's just been there for thirty years. Nineteen ninety three. We're in ninety three. Perfect. All right, so it's nineteen ninety three in St. Petersburg, Florida. It's good. Year You're in your bungalow. bungalow. It's a great bungalow for sure. But now you look into yourself. Who are you? Oof. Are you you can you can subscribe to your current gender and person, or <laughs> you can you can be somebody else. You can be anybody you want to be. Alright. Male, female, organism, robot. Um I'm in my late forties. Okay. Ah, uh, the dream age. I'm a I'm a guy. My second marriage just fell through. Oof. Sorry about that. It explains the bungalow. Yeah. <laughs> with the shag carpet I'm not sure if before or after I'm not sure which explains which actually did the bungalow lead to the divorce I'll just say neither one of them liked the shag carpet as much as me I'm not replacing it I love the shag carpet babe you're gonna have to go I'm not going uh, and how is your health um, I, I slightly below average uh, you, got a, you got a little wheeze you're little, just not gonna get, take not gonna go to the doctor for a little that. Little asthmatic. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't like to get up and move around a whole lot. Just kind of like hanging out, you know, going out on the front porch, scratching your beer gut. Yes. And uh, and your name, please. Uh, my name is Curtis. Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> what do they call you for short, Curtis? Uh, they Curtis. Call me. I imagine Curtis. <laughs> Curtis. <laughs> I don't know. This guy's a bag of tricks. I want to know what you know. Maybe maybe it could be something different. Maybe Tiss. Imagining what it'd be like for this guy to have friends that called him something for short. I think he calls himself the Seaman. 
Seaman. Seaman. Hey, Seaman, buddy. Seaman and St. Right, well, Pete. All right. I like it. Curtis, as you know, you are a chess master. You have been, you've been honing your skills throughout your life, and, and we're going to explore that a little bit. But tonight's a little bit different. It's As I mentioned, it's a balmy, rainy, muggy summer evening in St. Petersburg, Florida. And you're expecting a little company. You're expecting someone to stop by tonight. The rain is violently flowing down the streets. You you see some uh, you see some small pets being washed into the gutters of, of St. Pete. And they, you know they don't have great they don't have great sewage some there. Small alligators. Yeah. So it was quite the easy decision for you to stay in and play a board game tonight instead of going out on the town. In fact, if it was if it was good weather, would you still be playing a board game? Of course, as Curtis. <laughs> Well, we made the decision. Loves board games. We, we made the decision even easier. <laughs> uh, but instead of going out of the town or even going to someone else's place, you decided to stay in. And anyone who knows you knows that if you're staying in to play a game, you're staying in to play chess. Hell yeah, baby! Yeah, <laughs> knights and bishops all day, all day. The man's game. All right. There's a knock at the door. You stand up and walk over. On the other side is your opponent. And now, so here it splits. We can choose different difficulty settings, and I assure you, they have no effect on the outcome of the game. <laughs> but we have, we have the child, who is Benjamin, and we can talk about him later. We have the lost love, Angela, possibly one of those former wives. Maybe not. Could be a. Could well, we can set that up later? The one that got away. We have possibly the machine, oh. who would be the hard mode, or the expert mode, the shadow. So, Daniel, you're going to choose one of those four difficulty settings. But before you can, memories begin to flood into your first childhood game of chess. And your teacher that formed you into the formidable tactician that you are today. Tactician. These memories are what will define your confidence and strategy tonight against your opponent. So, uh, just imagine, if you will, you're, you're a young child. Uh, when you look at the person in front of you, Daniel, what does your mentor look like? Are they sort of old? Or are they who trained you? Who they are? Who is your? Um, I like to think that we can't quite remember his face. Okay. He's <laughs> okay. He's always slightly shadowed. We look this up is to this, this is actually great and and kind of breaking the fourth wall here. Daniel is doing what the book is about to do, um, and Thomas is trying to <laughs> trying to get into character, but no. The character is established before we establish the character. So, <laughs> well, I was so just trying to come figure back. out like what voice I should do. <laughs> I know exactly what you're doing, and it's funny because the book is asking you to picture this person, but then later you're going to come back and define what the person is pictured as. Uh, we're, so, we're jumping the so gun here. Oh, okay, you, you, okay. No, you you are correct. This is a, this is a flaw in the game, but but uh, but yes, uh, <laughs> we can <laughs> we can we can come to this. So, chess masters, while of all shapes, sizes, and colors nations they fall into one of three archetypes your mentor was either the cool guy in the park the stuffy academic or the mysterious russian well we got that mysterious russian mysterious russian all right here we go just move the pieces like these you do exactly as he says boom your piece is taken out by his knight you'll still have much to learn sick black <laughs> <laughs> Now, in this scenario, there are a few things you have no control over. One of those things is your age, when you first fell in love with chess. You're a small child of school age, and you have learned repeatedly that you aren't what we would call the athletic type. You have a strong affection for the game of baseball. You love to watch. You love the rules, <laughs> the strategy, and the players. Love to watch. But when you step up to the plate in P.E., you're lucky to make contact with the ball even after the coach has brought out the tee for you. <laughs> oh, no, oh, wait, does it actually no. say that? <laughs> this guy's doing a little bit of self-insertion. Nah, I, 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 I have written this part. I didn't want to get any copyright issues, so <laughs> I, I have... I have I'm bringing across the the main feeling of this, and I assure you this is what he felt. But uh, I added the t ball part. So oh, okay. a little bit. Of, I feel like this. You're might doing be a great bit. job writing from his sort of. You should be a ghostwriter there because I totally was yeah, in line. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that later. Garrett, this might have been your memories. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> but one day you came across someone who taught you something that you could excel at because it was a test of wits instead of brawn, something that not only could you participate in, but win. And dominate. Say, kid, you 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 fancy a game? 
I don't know. I'm running late for piano class. It's okay. I'll teach you the rules real quick. Most of the opponents you have faced in chess over the years have learned from a rule book. You learned it from your mentor, a chess master. And then uh, normally this is, so this is the point in the game where they have you define the chess master, even though you've met him uh, at, the, at this point. But we digress. <laughs> so so uh, all three archetypes will teach you the ropes and lead you to glory. But it is very important to remember that whoever you choose will eventually die tragically and haunt you during every single game that you ever play. You'll never win with that attitude. And you have to know the basics before you can get to the tough stuff. Your mentor explains the layout of the game, the checkered board, how to set up the pieces, who goes first. And as you can see, I don't know if you guys can see in my book here, there is, in <laughs> fact, a diagram of how to set up a chess board. Just in case. I'll let you know that that is the exact uh, drawings for the pieces on the original like Microsoft version of chess that comes on your computer so you ripped oh, yeah. yeah, it's like a screenshot yeah you ripped those screenshot off. of that. that easy done uh, i'll take this <clears throat> and of course daniel uh you should be picturing this in your head the chess board and then you may desire to set the board up differently use a larger board different shape different pieces just imagine your chess board in your head however however it looks it's however it must have a checkered it must have a checkered board simpsons chess set i was gifted as like a 13-year-old that I didn't want. <laughs> All right. And then... You move the pieces, but that doesn't mean that they can move anywhere. Stop trying to make the knight fly across your board. You'll never be able to. Now, your turn. You move a piece. Then I move. Then you move again. Sukabot! <laughs> <laughs> At this point, your mentor begins to teach you how each of the pieces work. Of course, there's the king, the oldest piece, the one you must protect. It can only move one space at a time. The queen, the quickest, the deadliest. She can move in any direction. All other pieces wish that they could be the queen, although they live to serve the one true king. The bishop. God moves in mysterious ways, and in this case, at an angle. The knight, of course. <laughs> Moving three paces and then turning in attention, sometimes appearing to fly over its opponents on the battlefield. The castle, which can move any number of spaces straight. Does it say castle upon, or does it say rook? It says castle. <laughs> I've definitely played chess before. Ah, uh, yes, just the it. castle piece. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. The I'm pawn. surprised you didn't call the knight the horsey. <laughs> the, the pawn, which may march forward slowly one at a time. Or, if it's its first turn, sneak in an extra space while the king's not looking. Sneaky, sneaky. And then, of course, you may also wish to consider your other pieces you have on hand. The shield, a wide piece which takes up two spaces, but is impenetrable. It cannot attack. It may only move side to side. The archer, which may only move forward one space at a time. However, it can attack two spaces away in any direction. Wait, what? The jester, which taunts opponents by encircling them. <laughs> Hang on, what, what, are, what are these pieces? Oh, you don't know these pieces? No. Oh, well, just uh, just picture them in your head, and if you choose to use them, go for it. The Prince Harold, a spry what boy the, of only 13. What the is <laughs> a spry boy of only 13, specifically named Prince Harold? I would like to say these were not included on the... Uh, they were not added to the screenshot from Microsoft's chess. Right? I, yeah, and this well, is also, I think this might be the expansion pack of chess. I, we do, never got I do have some pictures. I do have some pictures here if you'd like to imagine them. Although I I chastise you for not imagining them yourself in your own mind. I think uh, whenever, I don't know, when chess came out in the early, what, early after like 500s, I don't know, the expansion <laughs> pack was probably slated to come. A couple hundred, maybe well, a thousand years after that, never came out. I don't know. Now that Here's, was a delayed Kickstarter. Yeah, exactly. Here's my <laughs> real issue is that I've been imagining my Simpsons chess set, so who I really it, don't know who those people who would are. Would it be? Is it a dog? Are the dogs? Man. Nelson. Alright. Anyways. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, Prince Harold, the spry young 13-year-old boy with blonde hair, heir to the throne, and he's always been looking for his mother, the queen. As you know, his piece may never move towards an opponent. Is never able to participate in combat. <laughs> Why what the, the, what the fuck does it do then? You can't even. 
The whole point of the game is to eliminate well, other pieces. Other it could yeah. it could block. We 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 have not defined that. We don't know what the point of the game it is. It could Thomas. block people. That's it. it. We don't know the point of the game. Speaking of blocking people, the dungeon piece, <laughs> the piece that is massive, three by three tiles large, oh, and permanently <laughs> imprisons the piece that it surrounds. It begins the game out of play, and it's placed into the game at the player's discretion at any time. What? Does, it cannot at be any time. time. It cannot be moved once placed, and imprisoned pieces may only be saved by a player's dungeon explorer. Dude, this guy should just play Warhammer like for. Yeah, I know. This is like <laughs> this is like an RPG for the scale computer. models yeah. and shit. Which brings me to the Dungeon Explorer, a character with maps and schematics of the dungeon. It can save your entrapped piece within the dungeon. It takes 20 turns. What? 20, 20 turns? To activate? 20 like turns. Yeah, timer? just send them in, and then it'll get your, uh, it'll get your queen Well, the dungeon piece is a turns. GG piece. You just put it right around the king, and then... What the heck? Yeah. <laughs> they can't move the king. That's a stalemate. The Archmage, of course, is the mysterious figure who wields the power of magical secrets... And he can drastically alter the course of the game at a moment's notice. He's considered a neutral piece and controlled by neither player, <laughs> entering the game at his own will. What? This, right. You just added an NPC. Yeah. You under the, you understand the rules and pieces? Simple enough, right? No. Sure. It's, not, <laughs> it's time to talk about your, your mentor again. Uh, over the years, he has developed your play style. He himself is a frightening, gaunt foreigner who taught chess with cruelty and spite. But ultimately turned out to have a heart of gold. So that is uh, that is your your teacher. I wonder yes. how big the board would have to be to fit all those pieces and have enough room for pieces of maneuver. It would be like a Warhammer set. Or yeah, it will be. You be just huge. play in your living room floor. Everyone steps on your pieces and gets mad. So now that you know, he's, he's taught you <laughs> well, all the pieces. He's he's taught you the basics. We we are. You tell me how long has it been, Daniel? Since <laughs> the last time I saw him. Since yeah, like last training, time I saw him. Yeah. Um, I'm how long did it take you to master chess? It's been, let's see, let me let me take into account how long my marriage has lasted. <laughs> <laughs> because that I can't remember. <laughs> I, I'm gonna say I was, I was 32 before I mastered chess. 32 before you mastered chess. So, been... so we're about we're about 10 years in the in the past here. And of course, uh, one day in the near future, you hear a ring at the doorbell, and you're still living with your mother, and she goes to answer it, and beckons you. The police are here, and they have some questions for you. Did, did you do anything wrong? Son, we've found you're quite the chess buff. I am. Well, then we have some bad news. Unfortunately, in order for you to fully realize your adeptness at chess, your mentor must be with you for all eternity. Analyzing your every move. And for that to happen, he must die. Let's see how that happened. Daniel, was it a vague but terrible sickness? Was he preventing a violent crime, dying a hero? Did he die at the chess table? Did he disappear only to have his corpse wash up weeks later? Or did he disappear only to have his corpse show up in a suburban dungeon? Like an S&M dungeon? <laughs> That's the only dungeon I can think of that exists in suburbia. Uh... Thematically, this guy... I can just imagine him. Oh, yes. I am... Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go dark. He disappeared and his corpse washed up. Okay. Yeah, was it a lake, ocean, river, or swimming pool? This... (laughs) Swimming pool. (laughs) He died. He was drinking heavily, drinking vodka in the learn-to-swim area of his local YMCA. (laughs) (laughs) I'm finally trying to learn how to swim after years of like coming He's, to the U.S. He spent weeks in the YMCA pool before anybody figured it out. <laughs> okay. The, the water looked, looked and smelled the same as it always did. So the bloated, <laughs> the bloated corpse has been unfortunately found in the local YMCA pool. <laughs> still wearing his hat. Still wearing, still wearing his hat, yes. Uh, so it's it's been a little bit of time. Now the, the police have come. They've informed you of um, your the unfortunate devi- demise of your chess master. And uh, Daniel, when did the when did your mentor first start appearing in spectral form to you in visions? We're talking Force Ghost, right? Like Star Wars. Sure. Yeah. Was it was it quietly, immediately? Was it through the scent of some patchouli, maybe some cologne that he used to wear? 
Or were you at the chessboard and an unexplained warmth passed over you? <laughs> it was just like you, you, felt, you smelt like motor oil and really, really cheap <laughs> vodka. So, so a little bit of aqua de show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like to think I was, I was at the chess table and uh, I, I knocked a piece over. It hit my foot Oof. and it, it hurt. Okay. And uh, I remember how I used to throw. Must have been that castle piece, huh? That's, that's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's a bludgeoning instrument. And and how does he observe you while playing? Does he stand directly behind you, he likes to beside watch. you? He really. Or does likes he only to speak and gesture with his eyes? <clears throat> he uh, he gestures and he makes grunting noises of disapproval. Okay. <sighs> and uh, does it carry any of its its wounds from his uh, unfortunate demise? However, he died in the pool. Does he? Is he still bloated? Is he? <laughs> or is I mean, he, I got you sucked into that automatic child? pool cleaner. He's just—he's <laughs> permanently soggy. All right, permanently soggy. So you have your around. your permanently soggy mentor. And I'm sorry, where did you say he stood? Does he? Does he uh, stand behind well, you, beside you, or he, uh, across from you, behind your opponent? He'll—he's—he's he's behind me with a firm hand he's on my shoulder. You. Firm wet, wet. I'm getting a little moist. <laughs> your opponent's always like, "Why is your one shoulder always just sopping?" You wet? know he's coming because you hear the squish of his footsteps. <laughs> and over the next ten or so years, he's always there. Every time you play chess. Now, do you win the games because of your ghostly mentor, or do you lose them choking under the pressure of your spirit mentor? Uh, this guy has not won since the mentor appeared. Oof. Okay. It's been a rough, rough ten years. You were the the child prodigy, but uh, unfortunately, you've fallen on hard times. Mm. All right. So now we're going to create your chess strategy, Dan, and um, this is going to determine how you play your opponent. Um, all right. So a frail, transparent hand points to the enemy's bishop. But why? It seems harmless now. If your mentor Spectre is pointing it out, that bishop could spell trouble later. Best to take it out while you still have the chance. So your strategy, as I mentioned earlier, is going to be determined on your mentor and who you chose back in, I don't know, we'll call that chapter four. And uh, so you chose the mysterious Russian. He played with the fury and intimidation, always seeking first blood and making enemies as he dominated the chess circuit. And he always made you weep with terror when teaching you. So your strategy is going to be much the same as you play your opponent in a little bit. We come back to the present. Knock, knock, knock. It's years later and you're back in your present time, ready to finally play some chess. You look to the door, knowing who's behind it. Alright, so let's go back. Who came to play this evening? Again, we have Easy Mode, the child. We have Intermediate, Angela. We have Hard, the Machine, or Expert, the Shadow. It's a difficult choice. It is. I, I feel like the child provides the most comedic value, but thematically the, the Shadow <laughs> is, is the one. Um, let's, let's go Hard mode. It's the, the Shadow. Machine. No, let's, let's Expert. This guy's oh, the supposed shadow. to be a chess expert master. Mode. Expert mode, okay. Shadow. The mysterious All right, as you stranger. open the door... A ghostly wind blows through the room. It's not your mentor, though. Instead, a dark form begins to crawl across the floor and then takes the form of a seated person in the chair at the chest table. Game of Thrones-esque. My God. Spooky. Um, And let's see, we we described you, Seaman, as late 40s with some meh health. What is your physique? Unpleasant. (laughs) <laughs> Imagine the Unfortunate. smell. <laughs> a little pudgy. Unfortunate. I I could be described as squishy. Squishy. Like my mentor. <laughs> kind of pale. Interestingly, a squishy form takes on in the seat where the shadow just was. It looks not unlike yourself. Fight yourself. It's Darkling. Your shadow self, of course, sitting across the table once again. It's Nega Curtis. <laughs> When you think about it, it's always been your shadow self, isn't it? The last opponent you must defeat. The one that plays all these games with you, here to play one more. 
So the rules of chess you've learned may not apply tonight. He must take out all the stops in order to defeat this opponent. What? All those random ass rules that we learned for nothing? <laughs> Under such intense pressure, you may wish to forget trying to defeat the shadow self. Stand up and sit alongside it. Then, and only then, can you play and defeat it. The ghostly mentor still haunts you. Or, has the ghostly mentor been your shadow self all along? Hiding behind the face of your mysterious Russian. <laughs> Tread carefully. The last thing you need is for the ghost and the shadow to join forces against you. You will stand no chance of defeating them when combined. It's now up to you to carry on the ancient tradition and uphold or destroy your mentor's legacy. Ancient tradition, of course. Picture the chessboard in your mind. Lay down the pieces in the designated order, or any order you see fit. Summon the ghostly visage of your deceased mentor and pray that you will not face him at this table tonight. Go. All right. And so that is where each scenario ends. It just says go. And from there, you take it on. You're given free reign after that. So these are the uh, the standard rules. So let's see. We're about... Uh... <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> so I'm just writing fanfic from here? Yeah, you're, exactly. At this point... It's all up to Daniel. So, uh, Dan, why don't you give us uh, a couple minutes? You can oh. just quickly explain what how this happened. Yeah, I got to figure this out, Dan. <clears throat> I'm intrigued. We need, to, we, need to, the... we need to resolve the ending. And, and I'll have you know I didn't go over this, but the story is complete when you feel the ending is satisfactory. So, what do you do? Do yeah. you just yell, the end? You walk out. The end. Well, I quit. I quit chess. Prepare to be disappointed, everybody. I've been prepared my whole <laughs> life. Ah, well, I got two spooky ghosts. Possibly I, one. I got a. Well, we don't know. Or do I? I have to side with one. You have to not. either side with one, or they both unite against you. Like you know, something's gonna happen here. All right. <clears throat> I'm at the table. With my Simpsons chess set. Springfield. <laughs> Still. <laughs> after all these years. Springfield, Illinois. I don't like the chess set, but it's what I have. Right. It's what I can afford. The pieces are quality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Simpsons was hot in 93, too. It was. I will say, it was. this chess set was a nice chess set. Right. It's just stupid. It just happened to be themed weirdly. Okay. Is, is Bart, is Bart like the uh, knight or something, or is he Prince Harold? Oh, man, I don't, I don't remember uh, I know Homer was king and Marge was queen. What do you mean you don't remember? You're looking at it right now. Oh, what is okay. It? All right, all right. Sorry. Back into character. <laughs> so. My real life and my fake life intertwined so closely that I'm not sure which is which. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a loose premise to write a bad fan fiction. <laughs> That's exactly what it's all this game. By yourself. That no one else will ever read because you're not writing it down. I look at the table. I see... The squishy shadow form across from me. I feel the wet hand on my shoulder. And I realize my real opponent was always my mentor. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> you think you can beat me, Daniel? No, excuse me, Curtis. See, <laughs> you always been called. You always called me Curtis, and I am the Seaman. You will always and forever be Curtis. You give yourself all nicknaming. It's awful, <laughs> terrible, pathetic, blat! <laughs> I stand up. I take the squishy wet hand off my shoulder and put my own squishy hand onto my shadow shoulder. And suddenly, I'm in that seat across from my mentor. Ooh, Daniel's taking, or Seaman's taking on a dark side. Indeed. We, I've absorbed my shadow self. <laughs> taking it's on light. its power. And we are now fighting my Russian mysterious mentor. So this is sort of like a dark boo, Majin boo, <laughs> forming into the two sides of boo. Clearly you're, clearly you're, do, you're, you're regular boo. <laughs> The fat pudgy boo. Yeah, now you're back to being then, super, not, super yeah, boo. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm okay. I'm super boo. I've <laughs> absorbed some of the Z fighters. I'm feeling good. Okay. Where's kid boo? <laughs> All right, and then give us an overview of the match that takes place between you and your Spectre mentor. It's mentor. furious. 
Let me just Curious. tell you. So, we start off. I know all his strategies because he taught me all of his strategies. <laughs> so I play unconventionally. I bring out the Joker immediately and just start to circle around his queen. The he becomes distracted. The Joker. The Joker. Right? That, or was that Prince Harold? It doesn't that, matter. No, that's correct. No, no, the, the Joker circles around and taunts. You're correct. All right. He's, he's clearly the master here, Gary. Why would you ever think that Daniel here, or sorry, Curtis Seaman was wrong? I didn't question him. I am I the Seaman. Okay. Next move. He moves a pawn. <laughs> Some noob combo. Some noob opener. I pull out the dungeon and trap the Joker with the queen, but also the king. The Joker is just driving the royal family nuts. Ah. They're losing their mind. And the mysterious Russian, he can see them losing their mind. Ugh. Kill Jester. (laughs) But he can't. Because it's still 12 more turns before the Dungeon Explorer comes out. I know what has to be done. I have to win the game in the next 11 turns. I bring out a new piece. Oh, oh yeah. I call it Artillery Strike. <laughs> <laughs> he never sees it coming. I launch my Artillery Strike, sacrifice the Noble Joker, <laughs> no. murdering no. the Royal R.P. and Queen. And uh, I feel like we've taken the game of chess... And you know how when kids this are playing, <laughs> they're they're playing like uh, rock paper scissors, and they introduce all these random. other elements. This is dynamite, dynamite, this is, idiot! This is dynamite. a nuclear bomb. We can't get me in the bunker. <laughs> this is uh, this is SARS in bioterrorism form. Suck it, idiot! You're never gonna beat this. No, I chose God. What are you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I chose the atheist, so you can't beat me. <laughs> Ah. Oh, all right. That was a great scene, a great scenario. Yeah. And and what do you guys know? One of the best things about all these games is you can play them a thousand times and they will never be the same twice. If you had a hard time with this game, try playing it again <laughs> and again. It's not going anywhere, just like your own fractured oh self. <laughs> you may be asking yourself, how can you explain this game to other people? Surely your parents are like my own, once distant. Frowning entities with the same no, stern No, Gary, this, this is yours. That. Come on. No, no <laughs> way. Get the fuck out. No way. That? It's in the book. Oh. Oh, God. It's including that you should stop being a couch potato and do your damn chores. <laughs> it's hard to blame them, of this course. So Idle hands are indeed the playthings of shadow selves. It's okay to be a couch potato. But I recommend being a couch potato with your eyes closed and the television off. That'll teach them. Try it. Speak it. Say it aloud. I am playing a game, Father. A game that requires you to leave me in peace and allow me to be a more fully formed human. I guarantee he never said that to his dad. Never. (laughs) Never had the guts. C-Man Senior, I'm so sorry. (laughs) So that is the the spirit in which you are to play this game. And and, um, I will also have you know that there is an appendix here in the back of this book. That gives reviews on other people playing the game. They're they're wonderful. So let's look at a couple of people that have played chess before us and kind of see where their stories went. So Nick L. Uh, he was actually in chess club in high school, so he was pretty confident going into the game. He decided to play the expert opponent and summon his shadow self. But when he showed up, there was this tinier shadow self with him. Two shadow selves. Oh, baby shadow I self. I thought it was weird. So I didn't say anything. We sat down to play chess. <laughs> I didn't want to offend the guy. I, mean, I didn't want to make him uncomfortable. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't want to bring up the I mean, fact maybe that Maybe he couldn't find a sitter. I don't self. know. <laughs> Before I could even make my first move, the tiny shadow self pulled out a tiny knife and stabbed me in the stomach. The and I died. <laughs> I guess I lost. I guess. Dude, you should have kicked the kid about, out. Or how about Steve? I lost to Benjamin three times in a row. I guess I'm not very good at chess. Those are the included testimonials within the book that tell you uh, just, you know, some of the stories, some of the wild and crazy adventures. This is some great place. Someone got stabbed over a board game, apparently. Mm -hmm. Wouldn't be the first. Man. Some great playthroughs. So, that was it. That is is how we play play chess. This guy's Um, insane. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's not just one, right? This it's an anthology, right? There, it's people. There's ten games. Yeah, it's people. There they collected games. these games, mind it, games it's, that people it's, have made up. It's supposedly all by one guy. The, oh, the oh, it's all one. Okay. The aforementioned J. Theophrastus Bartholomew. That is not his name. He made up that name. That's he made up that name like we made up. I'm not man. saying you made up that name. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's in the book. It's clearly printed, but it's just his. It's Theophrastus not his is the kind of thing that some loser would give themselves because they want to feel cool when they're larping, or if yes. you're like writing something and you're trying to make someone sound like slightly on the edge. My thought is maybe these two writers com- compiled a fictional author. Like, yeah. when was this game made? Or the book published, rather? Uh, this came out, I think, last year, 2019. What? This what? is fake, dude. This has got to uh, be I, fake. I don't disagree. I But, I mean, we just played a game. <laughs> this is this is from 2019. Um, here, I can give you guys a little bit of insight. So, they do have a, a web page. Uh, I'm just going to be over here in this corner imagining that I didn't play this game. One second. What I learned from this game, Jeff, is if you can dream it, you can be it. You can possibly dream it and lose. Look, my mom says, <laughs> turn the lost. television off, get outside the house. Well, I'm here to say, fuck you, you you're mom. Dumb. You're get out, get out of here. You can't tell me what to. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm also I, and possibly further lending credence to uh, to Tom's theory here. I'm going to send you guys a little little trailer video that they put together for this game so i'll have you guys watch this and just give me some reactions okay, here. sure does that book really exist it's what he's holding yeah no 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 no, no. not that book the, the one he said he took the oh, stories from the, the original anthology i i, I highly I, suspect it's, it's, not so so if you go onto their website their blog the sam gorski and df lovitz blog which i guess he's david in the video they they are adamant that this is real they refused to say that anyone but Jay Theophrastus Bartholomew wrote it. Um, they do provide a picture of him. They have an FAQ. And, oh, another thing is it, it, they will not let it be in digital format. I tried to get, as I mentioned earlier, I tried to get this in digital format through various various means and uh, was unsuccessful. I, I think they have been pretty, like, they, they're not letting anybody scan it put it anywhere it is uh they are very hardcore about you have to order the physical what a great copy marketing play well was... the reason well i mean that's how you make your money yeah <laughs> the whole yeah. thing's a book you're totally effed if there's a digital version yeah, we, I'm, we can certainly speculate but they they have done a if if it is all a grand prank which you know maybe it is they have done a great job of uh committing to the bit and staying in character Throughout their their blog, throughout their websites, so yeah, there it is. I, I think was, uh... yeah, they did a really good job with taking the choose your own adventure format because they have that iconic uh, typeface mm-hmm. uh, on the book. If you hold it up, Gary, you can see that it's almost like a Stranger Things sort of typeface that right. they have that they utilize in order yeah. to yeah. Uh, bring back the feelings of nostalgia you had. Quick question, Garrett. Yeah. Every book I've seen in the video, and even the one you're holding, looks a little beat up. Is that fake? It's it does. Printed. This is a brand new book. Yeah, there's. it is not bent at all. It's perfectly straight. But yeah, you see these little white wear lines okay. that they have printed on it. The pages <laughs> and even in their, e- yeah, even in their FAQ, they list the question. We get the question all the time, why does your book look so old? And then they just don't answer it. <laughs> dude, what a great bit. Uh, dude, bravo for that. Because I when you held up the book, I thought... And you were saying how hard it was to find. I thought it was because it was out of print and it was difficult to get. And, you know, you had to, like, stumble across it or something. But then now I realize that you have a brand new copy. It's mind-blowing to me. It is, it is hard to find uh, because you have to order it basically from them or, or on yeah. Amazon. Those are the, those way, are the two places. I like that the one that's actually a book is the one you didn't find at Half Price Books. I <laughs> know, right? <laughs> I've only been able to find bad board games. Physical I'm board impressed. Games I'm really impressed. Yeah, I think it's really interesting that they're just committing so much to the bit and to bring it to life and to uh, to push forward this idea that there is a something beyond what they published. Right? It gives it almost sort of like a legendary, mythic sort of a status, and that it's you're mm-hmm. looking at recovered recovered texts, <clears throat> recovered ideas, recovered stuff that's sort of uh, just been preserved in time. And 
Yeah. The I'm not surprised that their trailer was just such a high quality because of the what they're willing to go through just with the printing alone to make yeah. it look that aged and that sort of stuff. That's really cool. It's funny because you see the game in a completely different light now that we know the context <laughs> of it, <laughs> like we... the meta context of it. And before I was like, oh man, it's trashy. Uh, it's like obviously really bad and it's like this really loosely ruled quote unquote game. Uh, but then you realize that you've been set up that way and it's all on right. purpose. And then you're like, oh man, that was masterfully done. So I Yeah, and that's one of the reasons I wanted to play this live on the podcast is I wanted to, because I, I had the exact same reaction that you guys went. I was reading through these stories and then I started researching the book and and saw what these guys were doing. And I was like, I oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and, and I, hopefully the listeners, you know, maybe went on the same journey with us too. Um, but it was, it's phenomenal. It's, it was, it was like, they, they throw in those little, like Daniel was saying, like you'd read this on Reddit slash cringe or whatever. And yeah, it's like, they do such a good job of like just putting those little things and like telling your parents, I don't have to listen to you. I'm, <laughs> I can sit on the couch. I'm playing in games. Head, and yeah. like I showed them. I'll turn the TV off. I almost wish so, yeah, that it, it was real. I missed the time. Before <laughs> I <don't laughs> like I, I'm, I, I'm kind of the opposite, Jeff. I feel like there was a sort of a, a, a magicalness Mystique. of the of the original of idea the unknown, this, yeah. of this guy who just sort of put it together. I feel like a kid who just found out Santa Claus doesn't exist. What? Well, so, and maybe Sorry. maybe we should talk about that a bit. I mean, we don't have solid proof that these guys are are trolling or that this is a practical joke. And and maybe they did have some of this. You know, they wrote which uh, with a little wink, but you can you can tell they have not maybe not mastery, but they have familiarity with the role-playing genre and the LARPing genre and, you know, even the, the adventures. And I mean, we go through these, like I said, there's, there's battle. Then they talked about video games in the trailer. There is, um, adventure. There's like dungeon stuff. There's like uh, world war two stuff or I'm sorry, not world war two, but, um, same era, whatever wars. So yeah, I mean, they, they seem to be of the same ilk of, as your classic gamer, mm-hmm. so I, I, I don't I don't necessarily think that it's all just like haha this is a big funny they gotcha. joke. Yeah, they, fun it, of, they put some, making fun they put of a lot of effort into it. You know, they actually did mm-hmm. live it. It seems like in and it, to me, like you know, the core of it is whether or not they got the uh, like this anthology from someone real. Um, but at the, at the end of the day, they still have the wrapper around it. You know, they did they did all that work and that stuff like doesn't take away from the core that like this the anthology part like the the mind playing mind game playing part is like that part's real you know they made it or someone else made it but it's there and it's it's just as ridiculous <laughs> well garrett that that video had that you watched it had over 700,000 views so there has to be some sort of online reception to the game right there it, it, you can find it on amazon uh, it, it i don't last i checked it's not on board game geek i don't know if you want to look real quick but uh, yes there there is an online reception i have I've tried to find, you can't, it, I was trying to find the stories within it. And other than a few like YouTube videos of people going through it and playing it, there's, there's not much. And you have to be careful not to read the book verbatim. So I tried to paraphrase and, and rewrite and put some of my own flair in, but yeah, there, it it is on, it is on Amazon and that's the only place you can get it. So maybe we should look at some of those. I'm I'm a step ahead of you. So I, I want to, something I stumbled across was the first review that I see right now is it's overpriced, a waste of time, stupid. It's one star. I didn't even bother to read the text that they put in there because I know that, I know that they experienced what we first experienced and it's like, oh, this book is <laughs> right. trashy. It's like, you know, a really badly, poorly put together game from, from the early nineties. But then two reviews below it says one star reviewers are missing the point. And I think that, that nails it. Like you, they don't get the bigger picture. And I think that's where like people are just like, ah, man, like. Uh, you know, this, this game sucks. Like, you know, I don't really get it. You know, I think you just take a step back and you're like, you, wait, you appreciate wait a it. second. Okay. The one star reviewers are missing the point. They didn't get the joke. They think it's a real <laughs> game and they like imagining things. Look at this. <laughs> but, then, but then it makes you wonder if they, they're in on it too. You know, like it's, I think that's the beauty of it. Like maybe. I don't think so. <laughs> it's nearly 2 a.m. and I'm too tired to proofread this review. Hopefully there aren't any major spelling or grammatical. I, but th- that's in the vein of the book, you know? Like that's in the vein of the, the author's writing as well. Okay. Uh, well, let me, let me read you uh, from a reviewer who's near and dear to my heart. His name is Garrett Kennel. Uh, so most of the games in this book I do not understand, but boy do I love playing trucks. I wasn't really sure what I thought about trucks as a subject matter, but before now I am pretty on board. 
I wouldn't go so far as to say I'm a truck enthusiast, but I do now look at trucks in my everyday life through a new lens, <laughs> one that appreciates trucks more. I would not recommend playing trucks or the other games at the workplace. I was let go because I kept playing trucks, though I'm not too worried about making rent this month because I saved up quite Come a bit on, of cash this, this winter, is not real. And I recently sold my set of banana slicers, which brought in a chunk <laughs> of change. That's what I'm saying. But if you want to help, I'm still selling a few other items, which you can check out on my Etsy page, mostly Wicker. Oh. I did try to use the pages of the book to press and preser preserve some small leaves, clover petals, local dirt samples, etc. But the book does not weigh enough to do the job well. Though because this isn't the book's primary function, I've only deducted. It's, I, I'll say, people, it's just reviewers that are. It's reviewers that are in on it's, it. It's like, becoming a meme. Yeah, like we're looking yeah. at a review that says, "I woke up in the hospital down downtown, confused and shaken. My leg was gone, amputated." <laughs> right. So this has become right. become a the, viral the yeah. wolf shirt. Right. Amazon review of games, which is a really smart marketing strategy. Exactly, for these guys. Yeah. Garrett, I'm going to go ahead and jump into my review. Do it. Uh, so this game, I think, I I'm, I'm going to say something a little controversial. The reason this has such high reviews on Amazon, and the reason that it is not listed on Board Game Geek, is totally appropriate. This is not a game. This is a book. It's a book because I don't think you can realistically do these role-playing games with yourself. People daydream all the time. But when we're talking about games, we talk about mechanics, we talk about interactions. Games are a naturally, I think in most cases, a social experience. And while there are games like Solitaire and things that you can play, like Auto Bridge, if you're an Alcatraz chap, you're, there are <laughs> games that you can play by yourself. I feel like our format was something that actually lended itself to the experience of the game because we played it live on the podcast with four people. If any of us had taken that book and tried to play <laughs> it on our own, it would have been it would have been awful. We would have been laughing about it. And that's one of the reasons I felt that they 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 knew that they needed to make the the creator of the game this uh, this heightened persona. In which we're laughing at him, we're laughing about the fedora, we're laughing about like his interactions with his parents. So they created a character. They created a life for this person. In fact, the author was often more interesting than the stories themselves that were being told because yeah. of the persona. So that's character work. This we're, we're looking at a book here. This is not, in fact, a game. I think it's a really great book. I think it's really funny to read through. I think that it has obviously achieved this sort of meme status, and it's always going to have a high grade on Amazon because it's. I think most people get it, right? But the people who are getting it the lowest grade are the people who are approaching it as a game. And the reason that it will never be on Board Game Geek is because it is not a game. So since we're reviewing bad board games and bad games on this podcast, I think it's fitting. As a game, this thing fails. I think that it is a, I would give it a 1.5 out of 10 as a game. Uh, I think it's mildly entertaining as far as the character stuff goes. I think I'm still ranking it higher than the CSI game. As a book, I would say it's fantastic <laughs> and I want to buy a copy. Uh, but as a game, I gotta, I gotta say, you know what? You guys did a really cool thing as far as marketing goes. I respect you. You made a meme. You're sticking to the bit. These are all things I appreciate. I think this is awesome. I think that the advertising that went into it, the thought that went into the game was really creative, super cool stuff. I wish I had done it. Uh, but... I got to give them credit where it's due there. It's fantastic, but as a game, if we change the, what this podcast is about, I would grade them I would grade them uh, a lot higher, but I can't. So 1.5 for me. You, in fact, rated CSI at 2. I did? You okay, did. I'm going to revise it to a 2.5. I can't have it. There you there go. go. 2.5. Uh, okay, so I completely agree with all the points that Tom made, um, and I, it's a tale of two takes, right? Like, I, I, what, What's really incredible is if you go back and listen to this podcast again, um, I think at the 40 minute mark, like we all are trashing on this game. Like it's a terrible game. Like it, it, we're like, why, you know, it's, it's convoluted. Like why are there now additional chess pieces? Cause you can make whatever rules you want. And it kind of uses that as like an immunity card. Like, Oh, like it's your, it's your imagination. There's no, there's no, no, nothing's wrong. Right. You can do whatever you want. But then when you take a step back and you peel out the layers and you're like, you look at the bigger picture the packaging, the messaging, the marketing, then you start to realize, like Thomas is saying, it's not about the game at all. It's about the character. It's about the persona. It's about this envision that you're that you're. It's about this experience that you're going through. 
And that's what people are giving good ratings on Amazon. So I completely agree that it's the game itself is trash. <laughs> but but the, <laughs> but the premise behind it, the idea that there's just there's someone that's so in on their head that they that they can you know stick it to the man in whatever scenario that's happening in their head. That that to me is really delightful and really funny. It's the reason why like the whole cringe and uh, community today is such is thriving because people like they feed off it. They think it's hilarious. So um, yeah, I'm gonna give it a pretty poor score. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think it's quite a game, but I think from entertainment value that I got just sitting here and being a spectator, which uh, admittedly, most of the time it would just be you yourself and you just kind of get bored of it. Probably give it like a one and a half, um, in terms of just the game itself. Daniel, let's hear your score. All right. So, uh, yeah, you know, obviously they, they covered all of the main points. We've, we figured it out. Uh, I'm, I'm going to put myself back in the, in the role playing for a second. And, and what I'm imagining is you, you go to, you go to play some board games. With some friends, oh god, they're normies. <laughs> oh no! Here comes cards against humanity. Put it on the table. And you're like, guys, wait, 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 wait. I know I normally bring these complicated games. You don't like them, but look, I've got this book. It's games you play in your head. <laughs> and you're like, it is great. And then you waste an hour of their time when they try to make you play cards against humanity. It's a great punishment. It is. I love it. Excellent um, tool. That said, one out of five. It's a bad game. <laughs> <laughs> one out of five. One so out two out of ten. There you go. All right. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take a different approach. What if it's not fake? What if it's what if it's all real? What if uh what if what if this is actually made by somebody who actually believes all these things? Then it would still you be know, a bad well, game. It's even worse. It's, still <laughs> <a bad game. laughs> it's a really, I mentioned it. really, really bad role. I mentioned play. it earlier. Like it's, to me, it doesn't matter who wrote it. If this person's real or not, the, the content's the, the same. Like you know, it doesn't. The content is what I'm rating it off of, regardless of the creator. And this is a result of whoever's work, like someone from right. the '90s or the, not. I would personally enjoy it more if it was all real. Yeah, because then it makes the premise the, it, better. Same. Yeah. Sure, sure. You would you would enjoy the premise, yeah. but the game itself is still bad. The, as a as a game where you have complete and total control, that that takes away the the game aspect of it. Because game, you're supposed to be operating within a set of rules, and it gives you loose restrictions that you you can't change the fact that you're a child when you first met your mentor. You, you know, that's not that's not a rule per se. You, you know, with Dungeons and Dragons. You can pretty much craft your story, but you're you're bound by your die roll, and so you you have to roll this dice, and whatever happens, that's what you live with, and you make a decision for based on that. So <laughs> roll, roll for an roll zero. <laughs> I can't even roll a zero. fear check. <laughs> As Jeff was giving his review, I remembered that Board Game Geek has a sister website, RPG Geek, and I just sent you all the link. It has a ten on RPG Geek. So it only has one review. Mr. William Hensley says it might not be your spot, might not be your style. You might think it's an elaborate joke or a marketing hoax. It's not. These games are designed to give you a strong character and world to base your play. This makes on. me think it's the, the creator that wrote it and trying to. See. Nah. We'll see. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? So, um, yes, it, I I think it's a lot of fun to have. All fun for probably all the wrong reasons. If it's real, fun for all the right reasons. If it's not real, if it's a joke, um. But I think it was it was great as a game. Yes, I'm with you guys. It's it's not a great game. Doesn't do a, a lot of game things, and I would be pretty low on it as an experience, man. I'm pretty high on this. I would uh, I would pull this experience. up. It's, we, I mean, we yeah. experienced it live here on the podcast. Exactly right. As a group experience, it ranks high. But the problem is, mm -hmm. is if you were reading that by yourself, you'd read it as a book or you read it as funny. I seriously mm -hmm. doubt that you would try to quote unquote play it. I'd never have finished it by myself. Yeah, I would just. Wouldn't have. I I love that it just tells you to go after all the setup and and right. you're, you're just free. And the reason I think it fails as an RPG too is like all the others. You have dice checks. You have collaborative decisions on how to approach a other other people can influence the story. Yeah, I, I want to mention that like. I'm really glad I picked chess because <laughs> it, it did make the game so drab for for like our view of like how bad this role playing thing is and like all these other ones are super cool and like I'm I'm just I'm glad that we experienced the worst of it so that we can set, like take a step back and realize the I, I guess the beauty. I like of the that experience. we we chose the least open ended option. We could have picked space or adventure. Exactly, sure. Sure. the visitor. Sure. That could be about anything. No, we picked chess. All that being said, I'm going to give it a 0. .5. Uh, 
it is not a game, but I have to, on principle alone, rank it higher than Harry Potter Triwizard Maze. So I'm giving it a 0.5. That brings the Rough Draft Boys average, with Daniel included, to a 1.625. And we are, uh, like I, I mentioned, the the BGG average is 10. So we're, you know, just a cool 8. You mean the RD, like the, uh, RPG, the RPGG, yeah. sorry. The RPGG average is a 10. So yes, uh, way off on those guys. But you know. What can you do? Uh, and we don't have a winner this episode, so we'll just. Uh, I think. Well, well we do. Seaman won. Seaman won. Seaman won. Seaman beat his shadow self. That is our first delve into LARPing. Maybe we can uh, bring out these other other ep- these other games. I would love the, to do uh, more RPGs on the podcast. Yeah, me too. I think that was great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we can we can definitely do them. I'll, I I would like to stick to the uh, the theme of roll and move, finding bad stuff or very weird stuff, or, mm-hmm. you know, controversial stuff. So yeah, obscure stuff. But I think we have uh, our games coming out soon, y'all. We got the uh, All Rise board game. It's not exactly LARPing, but you, you get a you get to do a little bit of you get to bang a little banging hammer. That's pretty LARPy. <laughs> I, you get a bang you on the table. Come dressed I up. accidentally made Garrett's little sister very sad while uh, I was her opponent last mm-hmm. time we played. That is Good. true. She cried. She did. <laughs> Good. Weakling. Got her. Uh, well, if you guys would like to reach out to us to maybe uh, let us know if you're going to put us on a podcast in which you review our game and you want to give us a heads up before you give us a really low score so we can sort of brace <laughs> for it emotionally, you can do that by hitting us up at Rough Draft Games on Twitter. If you're wondering who this mysterious Jimmy Chang character is listed on our board game, if you think we've made him up, as uh, as Tom was saying, shoot us an email, and we'll be happy to send you real photos proving that he's real. Uh, you can't talk to him. We can't really give out any more information, Sorry. but we do have a photo of he's him. He's like my girlfriend. So just send he's us totally an email. real. <laughs> send us <laughs> an email, roughdraftgames at gmail.com. Uh, okay, I want our listeners here to close their eyes. Imagine that they're a podcast listener here. I want them to open up their browser, <laughs> type in roughdraftgames.com. What do you see? Are they doing this in their head? Um, you can do it. You can follow along IRL as well. Um, <laughs> but, you know, preferably the eyes closed, especially if you're a touch typer. It might be a little hard. Um, so, yeah, go to that website. You might kind of browse around. You might stumble across something. Imagine, if you will, a post called Thematics where we cover some other games uh, that we like to cover thematically. Maybe you stumble across other episodes of this podcast. And maybe you stumble across the game that Garrett mentioned, All Rise, which unfortunately, I'm not going to let you imagine that because we've created it, uh, is, <laughs> is a courtroom debate game. Go check that out. And uh, and um, then you can open your eyes and it's there. It's real. We it Everything came to fruition. <laughs> Daniel, would you like to plug any pluggables here? Sure. Uh, I go by the Seaman now, but... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, in a band called Scarlet Theater, you can find us on you know whatever you use. Uh, just started a new one called Dead for Now as well. Just a lot of my own personal music. So check us out. Is it? Yeah, I've got a yeah, I've got a song out on uh, Spotify and Google Play. Yeah, Spotify and, and Google Play. We have a, a song called Never Again uh, yep. that we put out. I don't know, three, four, six months ago. I'm not sure, but uh, EP's in the works. Come soon. And then your handles yeah. all the same at Scarlet Theater or? Uh, yeah, I believe it's Scarlet Theater Music. Very nice. Perfect. And lastly, but not leastly, we would like to thank those of you who have gone onto iTunes and rated us five stars. It helps us with the algorithm, helps more people find the show, and hopefully it's going to help us with uh, raising a small army to uh, go to war with other uh, board game companies. I think they have armies too. Uh, But more importantly, it's going to help us with uh, crowdfunding all rise and getting the word around on what we do and we thank you guys that have done that and if you haven't please do it daniel you rated us five stars right of course boom <laughs> hey uh boys i'm getting a knock at the door i think that might Probably be shadow garrett friend quote unquote uh here we're gonna we're gonna play a game of uh checkers that i'm, I'm really into so uh i gotta go boys uh thanks for coming thanks for listening to everybody we'll see y'all next time